Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. We are joined by a man who's a two time Stanley Cup champion with the Pittsburgh Penguins in 1991 and 1992. He was an All American at Providence College, played over 100 games for the Friars. We welcome Peter Taglinetti to Inside the Game. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Um, how old were you when you first started playing sports, and, and what were you playing as a kid growing up in Massachusetts? So I grew up in a town about 25 minutes west, Framingham, Massachusetts, and um, I was born in 63. Bobby Orr showed up on the scene in, in Boston in 67. And even though hockey was big and in, in, in New England, every town has their own rink or maybe two rinks, uh, it just exploded. So I was like four years old when uh, I got on skates uh, but the youth hockey program was uh, jam-packed. You couldn't get in it unless you knew somebody to kind of pull some strings. And my mom uh, worked a, a kind of a, a temporary job as a secretary for this gentleman who happened to be the president of the Youth Hockey Association. And uh, she called him and he pulled a few strings and, and got me in at age six. I started, I started in the youth hockey programs. But I, growing up in the neighborhoods back then, you know, even even at five and six years old, you were outside your house. You just walked out, and your buddies are out there, and you just like played catch and did all those type things. And but at age six, I started really getting into organized sports. Did you play baseball and other, football and other sports as well? Never played football. Um, w- once hockey started, um, I played baseball in, in the spring and summer. And then uh, when hockey when I got into the you know the peewees and, and bantam type stuff, you know it was pretty much all, we played all summer long and, and camps and things like that. And, uh, but I didn't, uh, um, once the hockey season was over, when I got to a point like after Bantams uh, or, or even Peewees, once hockey season got over in say June or July, I put the skates away and it was just total baseball until hockey picked up again. I, I didn't want to play, uh, you know, 365 days a year. Yeah. How did that help you in your development as a kid playing two sports? You know, today everybody plays one sport. They just choose one sport and they're one sport dominant. But back, you know, when, when you were coming up, I was coming up and other friends of ours, everybody played a different sport. And how did that help you in your just development and maybe mental breaks and stuff? Well, I, I think, uh, good, let me, let me uh, digress a little bit here. It's just so you know, when I started playing, uh, you know, my mom put me in because uh, we lived in a neighborhood, but she was afraid that I was going to get in trouble because all the, fr- all the kids were out, you know, playing the sports and stuff. And, and she really put me in the sports because it, it was a, uh, I wasn't going to be by myself in the neighborhood and I could, I could get into trouble or anything like that. Um, and, but, and, but her mentality was I was doing those things, but she wasn't pushing me to play any of them, but I was, I was, she was de- technically pushing me, but I wasn't uh, forced. If one day I didn't want to go to practice, she didn't make me go to practice. Um, uh, you know, if I, you know, they wanted me to play in an all-star team somewhere and I didn't want to play. She didn't say, well, Hey, they picked you. You're going to go play type thing. It was, it was my choice. And I think it, it festered a uh, that I wanted to, I wanted to keep playing type thing because I wasn't forced mm-hmm. to do it. Um, but playing multiple sports, so uh, you know, you grew up and you, you did play basketball. You know, did the, did all those things with your buddies. You played uh, uh, soccer with all your buddies, and um, you know, you played pickup football, whatever. But I, I got into lacrosse too, like my ju- my um, uh, into junior high in the summer leagues with a lot of my friends played. So I, I decided to, to do that in the summer. But I, I think when you play multiple sports, it gives you a different perspective. Hockey is a very, very fast sport. And, and, and reaction times are a lot quicker than all the other sports. 
And then when you're in baseball, when you're up the bat and you see somebody throwing a ball, you know, like 70, uh, when you're young, you know, 70 miles an hour, it, it seemed like it was coming so slow because you still puck come flying at your head. So mm -hmm. I, I think it just gave you a different perspective. And then, then in, uh, now hockey is, is kind of robotic, you know, like you, you, they, they, they videotape everything. They, you know, you have to be here. You have to be there. Well, back then it was just your anticipation and you wherewithal of what was going on, where everybody was, you had to learn on your own. Uh, and baseball was the same way. You had to, had to think three steps ahead. If the ball gets hit to right field, you're on second base. What are you going to do? If you're a shortstop, where are you going to go for the cutoff? So you had to think outside the box a few times. And I think when you, when you do all those things and then you concentrate on another sport, on the, that one sport, which is hockey, it all comes into play. And, and people who are just pigeonholed into that one sport, I think they're losing that bigger picture of um, the just the nuances of things that happen instead of just like, Oh, I have to be here a to B a, a to B to C type thing. I mean, you can go all over the place. And, um, and I think that a lot of kids lose their perspective and they get burnt out with playing one sport. When did you start to notice it was it in high school um, or was it when you were younger that things were coming easier for you in hockey? Were you starting to stand out a little bit more? Was it, you know, with things clicking from coaches and saying, Hey, Peter, you know, you're doing pretty well at this. I think we should work on this with you. Or we just noticing things were, you know, you yeah, clicked better they, than other kids. You know, you know, it's funny. It's um, obviously it was, a, it was the age before videotaping and cell phones and getting pictures <laughs> of things and email and social security. I mean, uh, uh, social, social media. media. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it, I, I, I'd never, I, all through high school, I, my high school coach, the head coach, wasn't one of those guys that was connected into the college levels or anything like that. He did it, you know, because he was the guy around the town and, you know, that type thing. He was, he was part of hockey and they gave him a job and whatever it is. And he's a good guy. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the, the, you didn't, you didn't learn anything from him. You just, it was basically your, your own skills that, that, that did it. You know, they had a couple, you know, you know face off things or something like that, but it, they didn't in practice because you only have 50, 50 minutes of an hour in practice and they can't sit there and say, well, you, you know, you, you skate kind of funny. We're going to try to work with you this way. Um, so we were kind of, uh, uh, kind of left to our own, our own devices back then. And if you don't have that, um, the guy pushing that, pushing you to that next level, um, you pretty much are on your own type, you know, and you, and you pretty got to do it. So I never really thought about it. I was always one of the bigger kids, um, uh, my high school is, I had four high schools in my town and our, our high school hockey team was always pretty good. So I didn't make it as my freshman year, but my sophomore year I did. And, um, uh, you know, I, I was the only sophomore playing on the team. And then my, my junior year, they started, they, they, they did this, they tried this new thing where I never came off the ice. So I was oh. on the ice pretty much the whole game. Oh my gosh. And it was a lot of fun, but it, it took away from my game because I had to kind of conserve energy. I just couldn't do what I wanted to do. I just had, a, I was out there all the time type thing. Um, and it just, it, it, it kind of, I think it dwarfed my development because I couldn't do all the things I wanted to do. And I still wasn't getting um, any, I wasn't getting contacted by anybody. Um, and then a kid I played with um, real, real good hockey player. Um, he actually went off to play uh, lacrosse at, at university of New Hampshire um, he was him and his dad were always connected into the uh, hockey night in Boston scene. Okay. You know, remember yep. that? I remember that. Huge. Yeah. Big, uh, very large. For those who back, don't know, it was a big, big showcase back then. 
but back then it was only four teams. Yep. North, South, East, West. So there was, it was 80 people, 80 kids from the whole state. That was it. And, um, and he, he talked to those guys and said, you got to get this kid up here, you know, to play. And that's how I got started in hockey night in Boston. Other than that, I never would have got involved in it at all. Other than this kid didn't open the door for me. And from there I got, you know, I got noticed. Um, I don't know if you remember a guy named Mike Odessa, who was the head yep. coach of RPI. RPI. Yep. And uh, he was the coach. He was my coach for that very first team. And we hit it off and uh, you know, and he kept contact with me and my, and my, my family the, the whole time. And uh, when I was getting recruited to, uh, then I started getting recruited and uh, uh, a kid from my hometown, Steve O'Neill was at Providence college. He was the captain of the, uh, the call it the team, uh, his senior year. Um, he actually put the word into Lamorello about me type, you know, so, yep. and that's how Lamorello knew about me. So when I was getting recruited, you know, BCBU, they're Harvard, they're all coming in. And, but I knew if I didn't go to a smaller school, I would have flunked out, you know, you know, go to a classroom with 150 people. I never would have went to, I never would have went to class. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that was, that was the, probably the big reason, one of the big reasons I went to Providence, but, but to go back is like, it, I never really developed until I got to Lamorello who changed yeah. my, changed my stride a little bit, you know, made me think a lot more than, than I, than I did before. And, and I think if I had that four or five, years earlier than that it was my the my college career in pro career probably be a lot different now you didn't make the, the the team in high school your freshman year you mentioned was that disappointing um you know you know honestly it, it wasn't because i wasn't thinking like you know i'm better than everybody else i was with my buddies we had, we had a we had a fun you know we were doing all these things and i wasn't really thinking you know what if type you know i, sh I should be on that team because i was i i wasn't i I wasn't pushed by my parents. I wasn't, uh, um, I didn't know I was naive. How about that? I was a naive That's, about the process of what possibly most, could happen. Most, most kids back then were no one really, yeah. there wasn't, there was no process. You yeah. Know, so really I had wasn't. just to give you a background. So my dad was 56 when he had me and my mom was in her forties and I have a sister a year older, a sister, two years younger. So I didn't, I, my dad wasn't in like a, when, when they go to the games, uh, baseball or whatever, they always sit, they didn't sit next to all the parents. They sat by themselves. My dad was on one side and, and didn't converse with anybody, you know, that they just kind of let and think. So I wasn't part of that. Um, um, the chatter of, Oh, Hey, my, my son's doing this. My son's doing this. My son's going to this camp. My son's getting looked at by this thing, whatever. And we were just, I was just totally naive of what was going on. And, and, and they, they kind of just let it go. I mean, that, I'd never got, uh, uh, cause my dad didn't play hockey. He was, he played baseball. So he kind of, he knew about that stuff, but they just didn't give me that, that little extra thing. Like, Hey, no, no, you need to, you know, think about your future. Think about going to college, think about uh, scholarships and all that. I didn't get any of that. It was just basically, I, I was just playing it just to play. Grades. Were they important to your parents? That's one thing we do talk about here. Were grades important um, in high school or? there was never any talk about it. I mean, it, it old school, my, my dad was retired by the time I got to high school. So it wasn't, uh, um, wasn't a, uh, a big topic, um, old school, you know, he never said any word, but he came home with a bad grade. You got a crack in the head, you know, that type <laughs> thing, but he didn't, he didn't tell you the rest of it, you know, the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, I, they didn't, I, I would say they, they 
I regret a lot of things about having older parents. Um, one, not having somebody when you're 18 to talk to that, you know, the communication gap was there. Uh, but a lot of it was just, they didn't, they didn't know how the system ran, you know, because they were out of it for so long. And all of a sudden they have kids at a very older age and they didn't, yep. you know, so it's just a little, little different. Yeah. What was it like the first time you met Lou Lamarillo? What was, what was it like when you, when he came to talk to you the first time? Um, so he, um, he shows up, at the, so I was at, a, I, I was playing baseball. I was, I was playing uh, Legion baseball. And I came home and uh, we, we beat our rivals and I, and uh, I think I had, uh, I think I had a home run or, 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 and a bunch of other stuff. And I, and I knew he was coming at seven o'clock, but the game didn't go up to like six 30, you know, one of those, and I got to rush home and I go in my baseball uniform, you know, and he was a big baseball player in Providence. Yeah, so he was, he coached he, the Cape kinda, league as well. So, yeah. yeah. So you kind of, you know, whatever it slide in. Um, have you ever met him? I actually went to the hockey camp at Providence for 10 years. Okay. And, yeah. And yeah. I've covered him for the past 25, 30 years producing yeah. for NHL. So I know Lou very intimately. Yeah. Uh, very so, intimately so. You know how he like, he just like stares at you. Yes. The you know death I mean? stare. Like, yeah. The, or I said the mafia Don stare when you get yeah. it. <laughs> I got a great, I got a great story once I turned pro, but anyways, yeah, he came in and he's talking and he, and he's like looking, he's like, like daggers right at me. And I'm like, you know, like it was like, Holy cheesy or whatever. And, you know, he, so it was, it was actually kind of funny. Cause I, I was warned by uh, Steve O'Neill and another kid named Bobby McGuire who, uh, who went to Providence and um, thought, I mean, and, and unfortunately, because he was a really good hockey player, he thought he, he should have been playing more and he ended up leaving, but he, he still regrets it to this day type thing. But uh, they told me about him, just, you know, just, you know, hear him out, you know, just, you know, let him, let him talk and, you know, just, you know, you, you can ask questions, but, you know, make sure you know what you're talking about before you ask the question type thing. And so it was pretty intimidating. And then I went down for a couple of recruiting trips. Uh, I went down to a couple of games and stuff like that and, and got to talk to him a little bit more, but yeah, it was, it was pretty intimidating the very first time. Come back when you were playing hockey at 18 years old, you come to PC and you can step into the lineup. You know, you played only two games. I did some research on you only played two games your freshman year, but today kids come into college as a freshman now at like 20, 21 years old. Back then when you guys were coming up, everyone was 18, 19 years old as a freshman. Yeah. What changed do you think in that? Well, um, a lot of these kids now, um, and hockey and hockey has boomed a lot. I mean, it's it really, really grown in places that never grew before. Uh, you know, like in Western Pennsylvania, it's big and big now. Not high school hockey. You know, youth hockey is huge. High school hockey is getting it, but it's still a, like, technically a club sport type thing. Yeah. So you have kids who are really, really, really good, um, but their high school teams aren't that good. And the, the state champion in Pennsylvania would get whitewash that they went to boston or minnesota or anything one of those things yes so a lot of these kids who are really and this is one of the reasons why high school hockey is really never going to blossom in western pennsylvania until uh you get a big influx of kids uh, and because you the better kids now going and they're right in their heads at age 15 i got to get a scholarship or parents are spending all their college tuition on these travel teams you know doing anything so now they're going up as junior junior hockey and they're playing it for a few years at 18, 19, uh, you know, and then deciding to go to college at age 20 before they, they lose their uh, eligibility. eligibility yeah. So that's one of the reasons. That's a big reason. And another one is, um, and I don't get it, like in New England, just, uh, uh, Providence College, whatever. They go after a lot of the junior B kids in Canada who are 20 years old and only played three years. Yep. 
you, you know, and, and it's, it's looks for that, uh, um, uh, win now mentality. We're just going to keep refueling, re keep rebuilding. Why are we going to take an 18 year old kid? Why get a 20 year old kid who has some experience and, and hopefully that will push us over the top all the time. So I think, I think it's a, it's a couple of reasons like that, but then, like I said, it's, it's booming in areas like here in Atlanta, hockey's huge. Youth hockey is huge, but all these kids got to travel. I mean, yeah. it, it, it not only costs them, you know, whatever it is, three, four five grand to be on a team, but then it costs another $20,000 for the travel costs. So you have, even though it's booming, you're, you're, you're get, only getting a small portion of the population because a lot of parents can't afford that. So they're dropping out of it. And so you just have a smaller group. And now that smaller group, there's not a lot of scholarship out there. So these kids have to go off for a couple of years and mature a little bit to, to make it work. And, and you know, they, or they, they pretty much lose everything they've, they've, they've tried to do in the last three, four years. That was segment one of five with Peter Tagliani from the NHL here on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Stay tuned for segment two. Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. 